some video and some pictures of kind of what we've been about this last year uh, and sort of exciting things that we've been participating in. And also we're going to have a time of uh, devotion. I have here the very, very reverend Brian Lindstrom uh, in the front row is my father. And yeah, there you go. Don't ham it up, dad. Uh, and he's going to be giving a devotional for us. He's an Episcopal priest up in Anacortes, but we'll forgive him for that. And so he's going he's gonna to be sharing with us later today. But right now, I'm going to invite Donna up. And Donna's going to lead us in a time of testimony. Uh, and so I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce that and kind of introduce that idea. Um, and, but I would just say we try to stick to the ABCs of testimony, which is keep it audible, keep it brief, keep it Christ-centered. ABC, audible, brief, Christ-centered. Okay, can you hear me? All right. I'm going to start off with a scripture. Revelation. It's not loud enough? Better? Okay. Revelation 12.11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives as to shrink from death. Testimony, the word testimony, in the original Greek is, if I'm pronouncing it right, marturia. And it means witness, evidence, testimony, reputation. So we're going to start off uh, with a couple of people testifying and bringing witness to what Jesus has done in their lives. And every time we witness, either in our actions or our words, we witness to the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and what that has done for us in all of its facets. So I'm going to uh, take the mic. We're going to start off with a couple people, sorry, uh, that have kind of been asked prior to go ahead and give a a brief testimony, one to two minutes, and then we're going to open it up for everyone else to give testimony as well. So I'm taking this down to Sherry, Miss Sherry Musso, and handing the microphone to her. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) I came from a very hard background, and the God, our God has delivered me from it. Um, he is mighty. He prevails over everything. So no matter what's happening in your life, as long as you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, it will be okay. Um, that's all I got to say. He's, he's a mighty God. He gave me a, well, one more thing. He gave me a son, which I wasn't supposed to be able to have. So... He is now 23 years old, and um, I am so grateful to God. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Sherry. That was excellent. All right, Kim. Good morning. I'm Kim, and um, I am just so very grateful also to serve a God that is so loving and just takes us right where we're at and um, he has just 
done so much, rescued my son many, many times, my older son, um, and he's just so faithful, and um, I'm just so thankful for this church family that has opened their arms and their love. You guys love so well, and we're just so very grateful and thankful for that. And just thankful to serve a loving God. Thank you, Kim. Okay. Ah, we have another one. Hi, my name's Karen. Um, we've been coming here for a little while now. We don't make it every Sunday. Having foster kids, that puts a damper <laughs> on my day sometime. Um, I've had a really super hard life. And... I have kept God in my heart the whole time, and I had a dream of starting a youth theater company, and with your guys' help, we started it in June, and it is going so strong. A lot of these kids do not believe in God, but they know that I do, and they respect that, and they pause while I pray before I walk in the door every day. When we come for rehearsal, we did Charlie Brown's Christmas, and we were able to talk about the message that Linus gives during that part and how important it is. And the little girl who played Linus um, came to me and said, you know, Karen, this is something really important, and I am so glad that I get to be the person to say it. So I just am so excited and so happy that God has had a hand in my dream coming true. And bless you guys all for your support and your help. Thank you. Ah. I just want to encourage every single person in this building or that's outside of it, to use our prayer chain. And I want to thank, in the testimony, in real live testimony, Dorothy and Christine for the prayer shawls they make. And uh, let's give them a big hand. Uh, they, they deserve it. Um, okay, Dorothy makes them. Somebody else encourages her a lot. Um, I just wanted to share briefly that my father's 95, he had his birthday, and he was in the hospital, really critical issues, and wondered if he'd get out of it, and he was a put on the prayer chain, and, and um, golly, it's been, you know, the last 10 years, I think he wanted a birthday pr party, because he said, I might not be here after this year, and now he's 95, and he's out of the hospital with a prayer shawl thrown over him, because he knows that our prayer team and our prayer chain does good stuff and he's a man of faith but he needed encouragement and hope and I just wanted to say he had a big smile on him and I videoed that and I'm hoping I can send it to Dorothy or somebody to play that thank you from him for Dorothy hello I'm Margot Jim's wife anyway um also, with the prayer chain, we prayed earlier um, that 
that uh, a boy in Yamhill County who was hit by a car uh, would rega regain his strength in his um, and heal, and the prognosis was not good at all. Um, yet, when I ran into my nephew who knows him, he's he um, is back wrestling. He was. And so his dreams weren't dashed. And it, except for a few aches and pains, which he'd probably have anyway, um, he's back resuming his life. And they thank the prayer chain and God most of all for the healing. I have to thank God for victory over my self-worth. Um, when people would say all the time, I'm not worthy, it would actually literally physically hurt in my heart because like somehow I was the only one that Christ didn't die for on the cross. And because of that, I never really got close to Jesus. I mean, I knew everything that he said, but I just, just couldn't make that connection. But through a study that I did, God showed me that over my life I had developed a false personal image of myself because of a series of events that had established a foundation of lies and incorrect thoughts about who I am or who I should be and thus led me to certain behaviors and thought patterns. He showed me those lies and that he was the reflection that I should seek, not what I learned from those experiences. I was made by him, and he doesn't make mistakes or worthless things. I am human, and that makes me a sinner. So while I may never be innocent, I know that Christ has declared me not guilty. I am worthy of his love. His is the only approval I seek. I am set free, and I know that all things are possible through him. My breakthrough came when I was doing an inventory, and uh, the vision I had was that I was in a jail cell, and that not guilty basically opened that door. And I could choose to stay chained in that cell, or I could walk out in the freedom of Jesus Christ. And since that chain has been broken, my relationship with the Lord has grown exponentially. I want to... I want to give God glory and do a little testimony as well. You know, this last year, um, we've had three kind of, uh, three deaths in our community and in the broader community of Lincoln City that have really touched lives. Uh, first one was Emmett uh, Bartlett. Uh, it was a little boy who died. And um, and then we had Bear Reyes, uh, who passed away. And then recently, uh, we had Jake Clark, uh, who died and I have been amazed by the love that has come out of this community this church for people that you may not even know uh, we had the opportunity to support each one of those families in their process uh, and continuing to support them and you know when we asked for help when we asked for meal change when we asked for people to show up to fundraising events and whatnot 
uh, you did, and it was a testament to God moving through us and through the church to bring hope uh, into dark places and to bring new life into into death. So I just want to say glory to God because uh, I, I thank God that you, as a body, have gone to a place where you can love people uh, that you may not even know, but love them through their hardest times. So praise God and thank you. Hi, my name is Jay. Um, we're from North County. Um, I was born in Lincoln City here, but uh, I grew up in Oretown, uh, North. But uh, we've traveled all over uh, to different churches to just reach out to different ones, you know, to see which one we were comfortable or, or what if we were touched. And we were touched by you guys but probably the most. That's why we come back, you know, when we can and when we can make it here. But uh, we had an amazing thing happen. She said that she w wasn't able to have a, a, a baby, you know. And uh, my basically wife, girlfriend, uh, she was just, well, three more months and she'll have the, our baby. <laughs> and his name's Dylan. <laughs> and uh, last time we were here, we were really touched by you guys. And, and we feel comfortable around you people, and I think you guys do a wonderful thing. Thank you. One more? Oh, all right, well, we'll go ahead and just close uh, this section in prayer. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Jesus, that uh, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, Jesus, that as we speak forth, Father, the wonderful things you've done and how you've redeemed us and rescued us and delivered us and how much you love us and smile upon us, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for that, that you've given us absolute victory, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Well, as you can see, we've done a lot this year. I, I'm sure some of that stuff you might have forgotten. Um, it, 365 days is quite a lot. So, <laughs> um, But praise God for all that. And we have also coming up, uh, something was not uh, mentioned in the announcements but because we didn't announce it yet, but uh, on the 20th, I believe, or the 19th, which is a Sunday, the 19th or the 20th of January, the 19th, thank you. On the 19th of January, we're going to have an annual business meeting here. Uh, so what that basically means is we have a council uh, that helps do financial decisions and that kind of thing. And once a year, we all get together and we kind of go over the year. We tell everybody we're very open. We're a nonprofit and we're open about our finances. So we tell you what we brought in, what we spent, where it went and also our plans for next year. And that's really exciting. All of that stuff that we saw God doing last year, we are believing for more next year. So uh, come to that meeting. It's on the 19th, right after church. And also at that meeting, we're going to vote uh, to confirm a couple new council members. Two people are standing. Uh, and that one is Jeff Deeds and one is Steve Gurr. So wave, guys, if you don't. So, yeah. So uh, we're voting to confirm them in the council. We don't vote like... Uh, pick this guy or this guy. We vote as in like a, do you want this guy to be on council? Yes or no sort of a thing. 
And if you want to vote, you got to be a member. See, this is all leading into something. <laughs> Membership in our church basically means two things. One, it means you get to vote at the annual business meeting. And the second thing, it sort of means I've decided this is the place where I kind of want to be my home. We don't have any member benefits. You know, we don't have uh, savings coupons or anything like that, unfortunately. Maybe next year we'll try to get that. But as it stands, being a member means two things. One is you get to vote on who is on council. And number two, you kind of say, I want this church to be my home. So if you want to be a member, we're going to have a membership class the week, the Sunday before the membership meeting. So if the, it's on the 19th, it'll be the 12th. After church, we're going to have a short, brief intro to our church. This is what we believe. Sign the dotted line if you'd like to be a member. And the next week, you can vote in our uh, business meeting. Yes? Good. A lot of information. But there you go. Now, on to the fun stuff. I would like to introduce to you somebody who I've known for, gosh, almost all my life. And uh, someone who's very special to me. Uh, you could say he's like a brother to me. In fact, he's, he's more appropriately like a father to me. And that is uh, my dad. And so he's going to come up and give a, just a brief devotional for us. Would you invite him up? Thank you, Stephen. It's the first time I've worn one of these. I'm afraid I'm going to get a football game being broadcast into my ear here in a few minutes. Uh, I have to start off with an apology. My wife and I have to drive back to Anacortes today, so we'll have to leave right after I'm done talking. I hate to preach and run, and we will be coming back in the spring, uh, maybe May or something, after the, uh, our third grandchild is born, of course, to see her. And we're very excited about that, and we promise to stay a little bit longer. And we'll, we don't know if uh, Stephen will let me preach again, but um, it depends on how well I do today. How about that, Stephen? Is he not? If you just love Stephen to pieces, could you just say hallelujah? hallelujah. And didn't I do a great job? One thing I have noticed about your church is you love to sing. If you love to sing, can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Wait, I, I don't know if I'm convinced, though. If you love to sing, could you really say hallelujah? Hallelujah! All right, all right. I saw some people were not quite so sure. and they. <laughs> but it seems like almost all of you love to sing. Amen. Amen. And I've noticed that a lot of your songs are what we might call filler up the song. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Fill me, Lord, with your glory. Fill me, Lord, with your love. Fill me, Lord, with your grace. Fill me, fill me, fill me. And then what will happen? I will overflow with love. I'll overflow with grace. I'll overflow with your Holy Spirit and hopefully be a blessing to those around me, right? Isn't that, isn't that lovely? And those are technically called cataphatic, cataphatic prayers. Fill me up, fill me up, cataphatic. And in the Anglican tradition, which the Episcopal Church, uh, as Stephen mentioned, I'm a priest in the Episcopal Church in, in uh, Anacortes. I could have worn my collar today, but I didn't want to scare anybody. So, <laughs> We do sing cataphatic songs as well, but we also sing another type of song called apophatic. And apophatic is not really a filler-up kind of song. It's an emptying kind of a song. 
It's an emptying kind of song. So all of the things that keep us from God, just imagine God or Jesus sitting across from the table. You each have a cup of coffee there, and you really want to focus on one another. You want to focus on Jesus, and we're going to pray to Jesus in that way. But you need all this stuff emptying, because aren't our lives just full of, of stuff that are like impediments? They're distractions. You know, it could be as simple as a someone talking next to us. It could be our emotional life. It could be our anxiety, our depression, our sadness, maybe even our joy and our happiness. It could be afflictions that we're currently going through. It could be something as simple as, I need to go to IGA in a few minutes, and what do I need to buy? It could be as something as, I said something yesterday I really regret saying. All those things can be impediments, can't they? So I'm going to teach you a song today, and the sole purpose of this song is to empty yourself, to empty yourself emotionally, to empty yourself of all these thoughts that are in your uh, mind, and so you can focus on Jesus and asking him what's really on your heart. C.S. Lewis said, the only thing he, is interest, he was interested in is the prayer of a real person to a real God, the prayer of a real person all the masks and all of the afflictions and all of the impediments are gone, and it's a real person talking to a real God. Doesn't that sound good? So in uh, St. Mark's Cathedral in Seattle, Sunday nights, they have revived an old uh, service called the Compline Service. And... Uh, and we're proud that it happened in our diocese, and it used to go on in the church, and it goes on in some uh, Roman Catholic churches, but it hadn't really been part of the Episcopal Church until St. Mark's revived it a long time ago. I remember going to Compline services when I was in college, and very beautiful, the cathedral, if you've never been there, you should really go. It's uh, huge, and it's a beautiful way. There's no sermon or anything to get in the way. It's just uh, an all-men's choir that... Uh, uh, chants, and there's scripture and some hymns that they sing. Very beautiful. And so I'm going to teach you one of those songs. And it's the simplest song on earth. And the reason that it's simple is that so you can empty yourself. Okay? So you can empty yourself. And it really only has uh, two parts, three to four lines. And uh, the simple part is I'm going to act as the cantor. The cantor is the one who starts the chant. And I'll sing the first line, and then you'll repeat the second line, uh, which is the same as the first line. And then the third line is the intercessory prayer line. And I'll sing that, I'll chant that. And then the fourth line is like the first and the second line. So it's, it's, it sounds way more complicated than it actually is. And so the first line goes like this. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Does that sound familiar to anyone? What's that a quote from? Who? What? What? I, Jesus on the cross, right? It's actually, he's actually quoting from Psalm 31. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And that's how we begin to empty. So I'll say that first as the cantor, and then you'll respond with the exact same thing. So let's practice it, shall we? Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. 
I commend my spirit. Command just means I commit it to you. I give it to you. I empty everything else, and I'm giving my spirit to you. That's what commend means. Now, how is that uh, in terms of uh, pitch, especially for the ladies? Too low? Too, it was okay? Okay. Uh, and then the third line is where you, the cantor will sing the intercession. And we're going to ask for some prayer requests here in a bit. And just say, you know, if you could pray for my cousin because he got in a car accident, real brief. And Stephen will make notes of that. And then we'll have a prayer time uh, where we actually sing this uh, chant again. We actually chant again. And I'll do the intercessory parts in the third line. Okay, so the first two lines, into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And then you say the same thing. And the third line is where I do the intercession. For example, won't thou come again and quicken us, O Lord, thou God of truth. Quicken. Who knows what quicken means? Amen. And what does it technically mean? It's a technical part of a, a child's development, Right? So we've got a, a few pregnant women in there, and you know you're pregnant, but then there's a time where it said the baby quickens, and that's when you can feel it kick, right? You know it's alive before that, but it's when you feel it kick, ah, that's when it's quickened. So that's our prayer to God. One of our prayers to God is come and quicken us, right? We're alive, but make us, make us kick. Make us kick a little bit. Make us burn a little bit for you. So that's the third line is the intercessory line, and the fourth line is like the first and second lines. I commend my spirit. So you don't say to the, into, the, into thy hands, O Lord. You just say, I commend my spirit. And then we'll go do the same thing, and you can do it again and again for everyone in your life or pray for yourself. So let's just try it out here, and then we'll ask for some questions. Uh, not questions, so for some prayer requests, okay? So I'll start as the cantor. Into thy hands, O Lord, I come, we commend our spirits. Into thy hands, O Lord, we commend our spirits. Won't thou come again and quicken us, O Lord, thou God of truth? We commend our spirits. Everyone feel like you got, feel comfortable, or do you want to do it again? Boss, what do you think? Do it again. Do it again. Okay. Into thy hands, O Lord, we commend our spirits. Amen. O Lord, we commend our spirits. Won't thou come again and quicken us, O Lord, thou God of truth? We commend our spirits. The fun thing about chant is you can turn like a one-syllable word into four or five syllables. You can cram as many words into the intercessory part as you want, and it's okay as long as you go down at the end. Okay, I think we got it. It's into thy hands, O Lord, we commend our spirits. Okay, so prayer requests. And I know we've got two pregnant women here. We just heard about one. Your name, I'm sorry. Felicia. So let's pray for Felicia's baby and, uh, and Amy's baby. Any other pregnant women that they know about? <laughs> 
All right, so we'll pray for them. Uh, someone else had their hand up over here. Yes. Okay, and her name? Christina. So we'll pray for Christina for healing. Yes, ma'am. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a tragedy. And what's her name? I'm sorry. Matero? Donna Taro. Okay, Donna Taro and her family. What a tragedy. Yes. Okay, and his name? Jesse. So let's pray for Jesse's children. Oh, oh, Jed's children, Jesse. So we could pray maybe for Jed's children. Would that be okay? Okay, Jesse and Guy and Lillian. You got all that, Mr. Scribe? Okay, uh, maybe one or two more. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so especially for Sierra, but also other foster children. And any more, one more over here, maybe? Boop. Yes, sir. More divine appointments. Oh, oh. Challenging, isn't it? That's a, that's a great prayer. Okay. So, and this is the way I pray every day. I pray, for, I pray for Stephen and I pray for Amy every day using this prayer. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend Stephen's spirit. Won't thou come again and quicken him? Or I'll say, or, or I'll say uh, uh, for thou hast redeemed him. For thou hast redeemed him, O Lord, thou God of truth. It's a way of emptying ourselves so that we might talk person to person, person to God in the person of Jesus Christ. Felicia's baby, Amy's baby, Christina, healing from ovarian cancer, Donna, Taro, or is it Matero, Taro? Matera, thank you. Lost her husband, Jed's children, foster children, especially seeing her, more divine appointments, okay? Into thy hands, O Lord, we come in Felicia's and Amy's babies. Everybody. Into thy hands, O Lord, we come in Felicia's and Amy's babies, that they may be healthy and hale and raised in the Spirit of the Lord. We come in Amy's and Felicia's babies. Into thy hands, O Lord, we come in Christina. Into thy hands, O Lord, we come in Christina. Won't thou look down from heaven and heal her from ovarian cancer that she may not be afraid, nor may be inconvenienced by it. O Lord of truth, we come in Christina. Into thy hands, O Lord, 
We come in Donna Matera into thy hands, O Lord. We come in Donna Matera. O Lord, won't you be Jesus Christ, the holy physician, and wipe away every tear from her eye and let her know that you are her husband and her lost one. We come in, Donna Spirit, into thy hands, O Lord. We come in, Jed's children, into thy hands, O Lord. We come in, Jed's children. For Jesse, Guy, and Lily, we pray for peace and the power of the Holy Spirit and healing of their minds and bodies. We come in, Jed's children, into thy hands, O Lord. We come in, foster children, into thy hands, O Lord. We come in, foster children. O you who said, let the little children come unto me, won't they come to you that they may receive the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, especially the little one, Sierra? We come in, foster children, into thy hands, O Lord. We come in, our spirits, into thy hands, O Lord. We come and our spirits. Won't thou come again, you who had mercy on the lost, and give us divine appointments that we may extend them the love and the true gospel of Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns in the heavenly realms. We come and our spirits. And then just let your prayers be quiet. And look into the face of Jesus. And in our tradition, we have prayers that we say every week. Every week, it's a different prayer, a colic. And it's uh, spelled like collect, but it's pronounced colic. And so I'd like to finish then with the colic from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Send us the help of your grace that amid the changes and the chances of this world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. One of the beautiful things this year that I think has really been illustrated today is that as a church, as a family, we worship together, we praise God together, we work together, we pray together, we cry together, um, we rejoice together as so many testimonies were so wonderful about how God has been moving and changing and healing our inner life and healing our bodies and at the same time that we praise God together we also weep together and come to God and say Lord would you be with us and help us and heal us and uh, be near to us and those that we love and care for that's what a family does that's what we do as a family together
And it's just uh, so fitting, I think. And so we're going to sing one more song. This is going to be our closing hymn.